Welcome to Whole Minds Healthy Bodies, the podcast, a 360 health initiative from Aetna, exclusively for you, the MTA, where the goal is improving your total health and well-being. It's February, and that means we are celebrating Black History Month, a way to remember the achievements of Black Americans by acknowledging their role in the history of the United States. And although the experience of being Black in America varies widely, there are shared experiences, and one of those is our topic today, healthcare. Systematic problems in healthcare continue to affect the black community, and yes, it started with the poor health conditions during slavery. The ugly face of racism still plays a role in healthcare today as blacks have the worst health status and health outcomes compared to other ethnic groups, as well as the highest levels of chronic disease. And obesity levels have a lot to do with that. Black people are 30% more likely to die from heart disease, twice as likely to die from diabetes, and when it comes to cancer, Blacks have the highest mortality rate of any racial and ethnic group. But we're not here to scare you because there's good news. We're here to inform you. And just a heads up, you're going to hear terms like doctor, physician, nurse practitioner throughout the episode, but what we're really talking about is your healthcare provider in whatever capacity you have access to. So be sure to always reach out to that healthcare provider as you continue on your journey to better health. And what matters is what you do with that information. And to help me relay some of those facts to you, I've invited James Francis and Dr. Thomas onto the podcast, who I'm sure you have seen on site in person before. Dr. Thomas's doctoral research identified factors that influence health promotion behaviors in African-American women. Hence, with this information, culturally appropriate interventions to promote good health and lower the risk of chronic disease. Welcome to the podcast, Donna. Thank you so much, and I appreciate this time, and I appreciate everyone being here. I hope everyone is doing well. All right. Wonderful to have you. And James Francis is a progressive and innovative presenter and thought leader who has partnered with multiple organizations to enhance equity in their physical and virtual workplace environments. James has designed and facilitated numerous professional learning sessions in the areas of diversity, inclusion, and work-life balance. And welcome to you, James. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Kai. Of course. Uh, so, Donna, I'm going to have you kick it off um, as we look to the health of the Black community I can't help but think of some of those amazing on-site presentations you've been delivering. One that comes to mind is uh, eating right on the run and on a budget. So, you know, what main points can we take away from that presentation to apply to this conversation today as we celebrate Black History Month? Great. Thank you so much. And I'd like to thank everyone for coming here. So the three main points that I would emphasize is definitely maintaining a healthy body weight, right? Because we know that obesity or being overweight is a risk factor to so many chronic diseases such as heart health heart disease, diabetes, and so on. So we want to be able to maintain a healthy weight. So that's something that we could work in partnership with our doctor. So that's number one, maintaining the healthy weight. Number two is to eat a nourishing meal throughout the day. You know, something that will nourish your body so that you can maintain your strength. So we're going to, you know, eating better, having the appropriate amount of vitamins, vegetables, and so on, and making sure that we're also very hydrated. Number three is to plan your meals in advance. Make a food mm -hmm. shopping list, food prep, um, healthy snacks, you know, bring in an apple to work, nuts, yogurt, baked chips, that type of thing, and doing some food prep. So those are the three things. Maintaining a healthy weight. Number two is nourishing your body to maintain your strength and also planning your meals. Oh, yeah. So well said. And I don't know, James, if you want to hop in, like for the MTA community, you know, kind of doing those things can be really tough. So um, when it comes to like a proactive approach to your health, 
you know, knowing those tendencies, and I know you're somebody who lives with a chronic disease, can you like share your story and some tips on, you know, what Donna's kind of laying out for us on how to uh, be proactive? Absolutely. And thank you so much for that, Kai. So full transparency, I am a diabetic. Um, I've been a type two diabetic since I was 18 years old, not going to age myself, but it's been a number (laughs) of years now. And, you know, it it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of wonderful, healthy practices, but it can happen. It can happen. I am certainly proof of that with that intentional change for yourself, that proactive approach, especially in the MTA climate. The biggest challenge that I had initially is firstly to start the change. And secondly, what incremental change that I can make, right? To kind of have that big picture, overall healthy lifestyle. So that was like my tipping point, my my start yeah. to the change. Yeah, and so like when you kind of approach it, from maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm hearing like baby steps, um, like this idea of to limit, not mm-hmm. restrict, right? Um, to for like successful uh, meal planning. That's right. Um, so when it comes to meal planning, you know, that's that's the tough part, right? Maybe we're just getting off a 12-hour shift and that, I don't know, the donut, the bodega there on the corner is much easier and probably more satisfying in that moment, right? <laughs> right. Kai, those are the easy, quick fixes, right? The quick but fixes, How yeah. about, you know, when Donna mentioned meal planning, throw an apple in the bag. Yeah. Throw some granola in the bag. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting hungry and you're on the road or you're in between shifts, you have something healthier right available to you. Versus, you know, going to the store outside or to the vending machine, which 95% is not the best for us. So it's really having that plan and strategy from, you know. Right. That's what I was going to say. You know, just being proactive and having a strategy in place so that when you do get hungry, you already have something that's Mm -hmm. in your bag. You know, I talked to so many people that have said, you know, I'll I'll make a smoothie. I have and I'll just bring it with mm-hmm. me. Or like you said, have an apple or, you know, some granola with, um, you know, nuts. So it's just a, having something that's available for you in between your breaks Absolutely. so that you could stay in your healthy path because it's about a healthy lifestyle. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and to the planning point, uh, maybe like anticipating those moments in the day where you're, you know, you'll more likely to grab a slice so this whole idea of like if that apple's already there in the bag, um, you can satisfy that um, feeling of hunger or whatever it is. Because um, I know even for myself, like sometimes I get a sugar craving because I'm tired, mm-hmm. right? Or like, you know, and I'm, I'm satisfying things in, in a way that maybe I shouldn't be. So, you know, I'm, I'm really, really loving um, the approach here and how we can all be better planners. And, and of course, don't forget that you can catch these these talks live on site. So always keep an eye on the calendar events um, over at wholeandhealthy.website. Uh, um, but Donna, I wanted to kind of throw it back to you because the 360 Health Initiative is more than our physical health. It's a holistic approach. So what other factors should the Black community consider? Well, I would definitely say that we have to be uh, thinking about what we're putting in our body and what we're doing to our body to be you know, more strategic and intentional to live those healthier lifestyles, such as you know, sleep habits, you know, making sure that we're taking naps and we're doing relaxation a- along the way if mm-hmm. we can. If we have to take those uh, naps, aim for like 10 minutes or just laying yeah. your head back or putting your your earbuds in and listen to relaxing music because, Mm -hmm. you know, we know at times life can be very stressful 
And if we could think about healthy strategies to relax so that we can wind down when it is time for us to rest, we could do that. So just engaging in getting a good amount of relaxation and good sleep hygiene is what we call it. Mm, I love that sleep hygiene. Um, And, you know, I got to throw it out to Donna because there are two things that I've picked up from you just kind of doing these kinds of interviews. One is chamomile tea. Uh, yes, it's been an awesome thing that my wife and I do now uh, most nights to kind of help wind down. And the other is that 10 minute nap you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to pretend I know the science of it, but I, I do know that uh, there's that window uh, that you can catch like an energizing nap as opposed to waking up feeling like you need to sleep for like eight more hours. Right. Because our body could feel such tension, you know, throughout the day. And it's about relaxing the muscle, relaxing any tension that we may have. So it's that whole mind body connection. So even if we don't have time to go to sleep or take a nap, we can try to, to relax. But when we do relax, let's think about relaxing in activities that help us, you know, before you sleep, Mm -hmm. taking that nice warm bath, reading, listening to relaxing music, meditation, you know, so no matter what time we have to go to sleep, just do those techniques. And you had mentioned chamomile tea. That's perfect because that's a herbal tea. So I want to stress the difference between, you know, caffeine, the tea that has caffeine in it and chamomile is one of those. So make sure that you're going to, if you're going to drink something before bedtime, that it's a herbal tea and it's something that you won't drink too much. So you won't have to get up and go to the bathroom you know throughout the night just stressing yeah (laughs) and if you know and if you're on that if you're on that shift and you know it's, it's getting to the end of your shift and kind of being aware of you know if I have a cup of coffee right now to get through these last two hours what kind of what kind of consequence is that going to have on my sleep hygiene you know, when I get home in a few hours. Yeah. So, you know, coffee or even tea that has mm-hmm. caffeine in it is a right. stimulant. So it's going to make you stay awake. So it won't be conducive to you relaxing it and winding down. So again, if you have to have something warm, then it should be like a herbal tea or, or something like that, or just drink, you know, plain water, something like that. So it's just really about being mindful what you're putting in your body so that you can relax enough to be able to go to yeah. sleep. And, and how about you, James? What do you do to wind down at the end of a day? So it's so interesting to hear you both kind of go back and forth because for me, I have to transition into my rest. You know, we certainly understand mm. I'm speaking to so many of you mm. within the MTA community who may not be able to get, you know, um, you know, eight hours of sleep every night. But when we do rest ourselves and the importance of actual rest, how are we transitioning into that space? You know, are we on our cell phones or on our laptops and being mindful if we own our computers? Log off of those things, right? Mm. Prior Mm -hmm. to trying to transition into your resting and sleeping period. So that's something I've learned through education over time. Like, you know what? Yeah. It's stimulating me. Then it's taking a longer time for me to actually fall asleep, right? So I've learned to kind of transition into that where it's, for me, I use softer music. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thing. Um, you know, Donna mentioned reading, chamomile tea. So whatever healthy tips work for you. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the important piece, right? What works for you? Um, because there are many ways you can approach this and, and, and discovering kind of what works for you is an important step in that process. And let's be honest, I have a seventh month old. Um, it's not like <laughs> I'm getting beauty sleep over here, you know? So like if my wife and I are like, oh man, we got, we got six hours. I think for me, it's like, I better make them count. 
Um, I'm staying off my phone. I'm going to really try to get to bed as quickly as possible. And I know you have twins, so I, I think you've, you've been through that before. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember. <laughs> remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and James, I know you've been delivering the Path to Inner Peace seminar on site. Um, so when it comes to like this holistic approach and with the mental health, you know, combined with the sleep habits and eating well, like just kind of talk to us a little bit about this idea of like prioritizing ourselves and, and, and how that can play a role in, in the health of the black community. Absolutely. And in the black community, there's always been a stigma with the thought processes of mental health. And I've been guilty of that. You mm-hmm. know, it, it took me yeah. many, many <laughs> months and years to really understand the importance and to really prioritize the most important person in our lives. That's ourselves. And that's not speaking yeah. selfishly, but think about it this way. I'm a father. I'm a sibling. I'm a husband. I've been a caregiver. But to be the best of all of those things, we must take care of ourselves. And that's what I mean by that. Yeah. And it's really important to remember that. Yeah. And I would just jump in here and say that self-care is not selfish. Self-care is a necessity. You know, so no matter what it is that you're doing, you have to take your me time. You know, what is it that you do? like to do? What is it that you like to enjoy and do? So, you know, James had mentioned kind of decompressing, compartmentalize that that time when you're working, but it's your me time, listening to music, reading a book, writing in a journal, you know, but having an environment that really is conducive to, you know, rest and relaxation, but also sure. taking care of yourself, yeah. um, making sure that your room is nice and dark and, and relaxing and cool. These are all the environmental entities that we can have that we that says we can relax and we can take care of ourselves because we are so busy taking care of other people we have responsibilities and expectations but where's our me time mm-hmm. because if we're so depleted taking care of other people and doing other things how can we be helpful to other people if we're depleted yeah. so we have to prioritize our self-care absolutely and and it's so well said and I think it's getting me kind of getting me thinking about how do we ask for help, mm-hmm. right? Because I know from from your background, you're a doctor, Donna. Um, you're in that environment, um, giving the help in that way. And James, you've kind of expressed kind of your hesitations, especially on mental health. And um, I, I don't I don't know if there's a stigma in the black community about you know um, doctors and, and asking for help, but how can we get to a place where we're asking for help more often? Because we all need it. I think it's about checking in with ourselves. We check in with other people. Hey, how are you doing? But do we ever stop to check in with ourselves to mm-hmm. see what it is that mm. we can, you know, do? And then people may not ask for help because they're looked at as, you know, you can't handle things or you're not strong. But listen, there are times that we need to stop and ask for help. So look at people who are part of your circle mm-hmm. of support. You know, maybe it's a family yeah. member or maybe it's a good friend, people that you trust, people who aren't going to judge you. So, you know, start with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any anything to add there, James? Absolutely. Just to kind of just piggyback off what Don is saying, and you know, just have that point of self reflection, and be completely honest with yourself first, mm-hmm. right? Go, mm-hmm. you know, go back to recent history, even to you know things in which you've gone across or come across in your past. Just truly be honest with yourself. To that was my first step. Like, yeah. okay, that's that self awareness piece is incredibly, incredibly important. And then at that point, you know, taking that first leap of faith forward in asking for help, right? And like Donna mentioned, those with similar values, those whom in which you trust, 
ask for their honest and open opinion. That's who friends really are, right? Mm -hmm. That's who a loved one really is. Right, because at some point or another, we all, we're all going to need help, and it's okay right. to be able to ask for help. You know, we have to give ourselves permission. It's okay to to ask people, to connect with people. Because you are not alone. You are not alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it just kind of reminds me, I, you know, I'm 36 now, and um, I started getting like a regular physical, right? Um, mm -hmm. And it was something I was like, I don't want to show up to the doctor. He's going to tell me what's wrong with me, right? <laughs> so I went, and turns out I have high cholesterol. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm in my mid-30s, and, you know, it, there's a family history of high cholesterol. And it's just information I have now. It, and my doctor's telling me, he's like, listen, you don't have to, like, change your life, but you need to be aware of this. You're 36, and you have a kid now, and, like, you know, there's, there's a long life ahead of you, and just this idea of a proactive and holistic approach. Um, and I don't know if you guys um, recognize that story or I'm sure you've heard a similar one before. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's so interesting that you should, you know, share that because, you know, ordinarily people think about high cholesterol, high blood pressure and people who are older. But the bottom line is that we can have a family history. We can have our own health history. So uh -huh. it's very important for us to go for those regular checkups so that we can actually do something about it. You yeah. know, because I have high cholesterol, too, and I couldn't believe it. And I work out all the time. And I feel like I eat, <laughs> me too. You know, so what's going I work on? out all the time, I so I don't. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? So, but the thing is that we can do something about it, right? So this is what this is all about. We want to be able yeah. to to live our best life and and take care of ourselves, and yeah, we can yeah. do that. And don't do what I did and try to understand the blood test results before you speak with your doctor. Right, you're just opening a can of worms into so a world. Key. I was like Googling things. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh man. So don't do that. Wait for your doctor to explain to you exactly what's going yes. on. And if you haven't been to yes. your doctor in a while, let this podcast be a reminder to make that doctor's appointment yes, that right. you've been meaning to do because it really is, is key to your healthcare. Yes. And make the appointment today. Any takeaway, it is any, if you could take away anything from this conversation, start the change today. Today. Whether it's calling your doctor whether it's having that sense of self-awareness, you know, whether it's initiating that change within your habits, right? Your schedule, your, your timing, your sleep patterns. Start today. All right. Start today. Okay, that wraps it up, everybody. Thank you for listening to Whole Minds, Healthy Bodies, the podcast, a 360 health initiative from Aetna exclusively for you, the MTA, where the goal is improving your total health and well-being. Don't forget you can visit wholeandhealthy.website, access to incredible content created by experts just like Donna and James, podcasts, webinars, and reading materials on topics like sleep, inner peace, nutrition, and meditation that we've all already mentioned exclusively for you, the MTA. Um, and thank you to our guest, Donna. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to our guest, James. Thank you for having me once again, Kai. Appreciate it. All right. Until next time, everyone, take care. Take care.